Hello and welcome to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize, a podcast about the business side of being a creative. My name is Chris Scott. My name's Atish. This week we <laughs> talk about all sorts of random stuff. Yeah, we kind of scrapped our game plan for this episode, but sometimes just going off the cuff leads to good results. I think we uh, had some gold moments in there and we're happy to bring it out to you. Oh yeah, like we us thinking that like natural disasters are occurring more often because we are doing something. Uh-huh. It's like mm, that could be, but it could also be that the earth like when um when your body for instance gets like a, an infection or something like that it will heat itself up with a fever to, to kill that bacterial infection i mean it's conceivable that it's the same thing that humanity has just like built itself up enough to really be a problem for the earth so that the earth is kind of like cranking up the heat a little bit just to make us cool down brutal yeah. Brutal. I'm pretty sure there's a death metal song about that. About No, I'm kidding. Um it was uh it was uh I'm sure there is. No, I'm I'm sure there is, but if not, was, you're gonna write one tonight. Yeah, if not dare. Um, <laughs> it was actually this book I found because it was uh this is when I was like really obsessed with True Detective season one. Uh-huh. Um which I still am, but I've gotten to the point where I can't watch it for a little while because I've watched it too much. But a lot of the philosophy of, like, Rust Cole's philosophy was pulled from this, like, three-book series that was, like, part, um, part like, science fiction, but also it wasn't. Like, it was, it was nonfiction, if you get what I mean. I think it's called... Um, fuck. The first one's called, like, the in the dust of this planet or something like that. Oh. And the second one's called something about tentacle arms or the, the arms of, I don't know. Either way, it's kind of a weird read because it's, it's all just talking about how we assume that like our species is the one because we're cognizant and because we're able to manipulate things and change the world around us. We think that means we're in control, but we're not like not even at all. Well, no, I've seen men in black too. <laughs> or we're just a marble and some bag and some locker. No, I thought I thought that was Men in Black One, where the marble was on the cat's neck. Oh, right. What happened in the second one? I thought the second there was one, something about a locker, though. I thought the second one was a locker. The second one had a locker, and oh no, that's what a, an entire other universe was in. It wasn't our universe, but there was another universe, and there was a planet in in that locker. Was the first one the with one like where the people? alien plays the marble with the our universe? I think that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no, no. Because no, the first, first one, uh, K, was neuralized at the end. Yeah. And then it was over. Yeah. I think the second one, because Rosario Dawson, I want to say. Um, yeah, I think so. Was shot up into space. Yeah. Because she was the princess. Yeah, of some other, like, yeah. Right. And then I didn't watch the third one. It was pretty good. Was it really? Yeah. I just I can't do like sloppy time travel movies, so I was just worried that that would be, you know, right. Was it? It was good. It wasn't sloppy. Didn't have any like huge gaping continuity errors. Like, no, um, uh, Josh Brolin's really good at doing Tom Lee Jones. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So I, I kind of like that, like an homage or like a like a impression. Uh huh. Total hundred cool. percent impression. Dope. Yeah. Yeah. I just um. Like um, what am I thinking of? Looper annoyed the shit out of me did it yeah because the whole ending hinges on something that like completely interrupts the time travel 
aspect of it. Right. And that bothers the shit out of me because, like, then if if that was the case that he ends up shooting his older self to prevent that from happening, then he would have ceased to exist. But that would have meant that they never had gotten to that farm in the first place and all of those events wouldn't have happened and that kid would have still had his mom. Or, I mean, he does anyways. In the- but that was the first time it was happening. Yes, but... They were out of the loop. Right, but they if you're were, out of the loop... They were loopers, but they were out of the loop. Right, but once you remove that loop, by doing that, you just stopped the events that caused them to actually go to the farm and do all that in, in the first place. Right. Yeah, so so then how could they have a collective memory about that? Because you just changed the whole fabric of the way that the world was turning. I gotta watch it again. I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Uh, I'm pretty sure you're wrong. Uh, I say we do a short half-hour episode that's just like bonus material where we're going to review, we're going to watch Looper, and then we're going to review Looper, and I'm going to tell you exactly, I'm going to take notes, and I'm going to tell you exactly what my problem is. Okay. And well, while we're doing that, we can also um, do that for, uh, what was the other one? Which one? The other movie we argued about? We disagree about, yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yes, exactly. All right. All right. I'm down to have movie arguments with you. Yeah. So we break it up into two 15-minute segments. Looper, Wonder Woman. Boom. Uh, I think we're going to need an hour for each. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I've got a lot of problems with Looper. Wonder Woman was actually... Okay, I'm going to stop talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> this can go on forever. I don't know. My, my, my thoughts on watching movies... Is that I know how hard it is to make a movie. Yeah, that's true. And you know how hard it is to watch a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not very hard. And so uh, it's easy to just think, oh, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you just do that? And then I know, like, oh, it's not that easy. Um, So I'm this week for your dare. I'm going to just do watch-related dares. So we can get on the same page. But I'm not going to assign you the whole season of Stranger Things 2, even though I'd like to. But I, I know. I'm going to watch it eventually. Because I have something I need to bitch about. No. But, I, but you I, can't. And I can't. And Ugh. it's really disturbing me that I can't fucking talk about it because you haven't watched all of Stranger Things 2. And the problem is, is that the part that I need to bitch about is the second to last episode. Man, that's like seven hours away from me. I know. So, all right. All right. I'll watch it. But that won't be, I'll, I'm going to think about a different movie that I need you to watch. Oh, I know exactly what I need you to watch. What's that? Okay, so um, so this week um, I'm going to... Because there's a movie that I really, really enjoy, but not a single person I know except for my immediate family has seen it. Love in the Time of Cholera? N- no. <laughs> I haven't seen that. Okay. Um uh, and it's because uh, it's it's not a it's not a English film. It's not in English. An American film, or no? I mean, it's not in, like it's not an American film. It's not in English. It's going to be in Hindi or Bengali or something. Oh, yeah. So you're going to need some subtitles. But I really want to know your impression of the movie because I think it's a re- it's a really good movie. But I'm not sure if it is just because. Like, I'm not sure what else I'm bringing into it. You know what I mean? It might not be a good... Like, that's why I want you to watch it. It's called Lagan. Lagan. L-A-G-A-A-N. Okay. And the premise of the movie is... Um, this is during the time of British uh, uh, colonization of mm-hmm. India. And 
they're basically taxing the shit out of like all these different places in India. And there's like this small village, and um, they like. Well, don't tell me about it. I'm gonna watch it. Well, well so, so yeah. Anyways, so basically, it's it's a it's a story about the this little village um, kind of overthrowing the the colonizers. Okay. And uh, yeah, and it's a really it's a good movie, and it's all. And they're doing that by playing a game of cricket. So they're they're huh. so it's kind of like um, the longest yard meets. What was I just thinking? Bend them like Beckham. The longest yard meets like um, a bug's life. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> I know that sounds dumb, but it's like because the premise that like the the ants have to like pay the grasshoppers with food, otherwise they're going to kick the shit out of them, uh-huh. right? And then the idea that... Um, what was the first movie I said? Uh, now, now I can only think of Bend It Like Beckham. <laughs> yeah, that's my fault. You fucker. Shaolin Kicks? What was that movie? Shaolin Kicks. Shit. Uh, Shaolin Soccer? I literally just said it. How do... What is that called? When you forget something you just said? <laughs> Don't you have the science term for that? Uh, I'm, I'm sure there is one, but I've probably forgot it. <sighs> All right, so you said A Bug's Life and Micho Dirt? No. no. Micho Black? No. Who's Joe Black? Brad Pitt. I've never seen that one. Oh, I think he's death in that movie. Did they actually make a second Joe Dirt, or was that just... I think they did with a different actor, maybe. Oh, really? I have no idea. I didn't really. Wa- I didn't watch the first one. Yeah, I came up with a whole lot of different ideas for uh, the sequel, Joe Dirt Two, the Joe Dirtening, or Joe Dirt Two, Joe runs for president. Uh huh. President Dirt. That's probably the fourth one. Right. Like yeah. So That's like I love how uh, in BoJack, in that episode in the second season when he's trying to get Kelsey Janning to like do the shot inside the White House. Uh-huh. He wants to do the White House scene. He's like she's like, why do you know where the like White House replica is in uh in wherever the fuck they are in LA? And he's like, Oh well we shot the fifth season of Horse and Around in there where the horse becomes president. And she's like uh what is it? And then there's the difference between his show and Mr. Peanut Butter's house where it's like for um for BoJack, or for the Horsin' Around series, it turns out it was all a dream. But for the Mr. Peanut Butter series, he becomes president, but then backs out of it because he realizes he's not spending enough time with his kids. Now, oh. why was I talking about that? <laughs> I have no idea what's going on right now. All right, so I guess I need to have you watch something. Am I only watching one movie? Yeah, just, just, um, just, uh, just look on. All right, I want you to watch this movie. It's about a hostage situation on an airplane. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen it yet or not. What? I want you to see Delta Force. Delta Force, okay. With Chuck Norris. Oh, fuck yeah. I feel like I didn't give you as fun of a movie. Sounds like you did. I mean, it's like that one movie you can't remember and that other movie that I forgot, Bend It Like Beckham. Yeah, but not Bend It Like Beckham. Um... Um, so I, this morning I watched, uh, murder on the Orient Express. I went with my aunt, my grandmother, 
because they love Poirot. Wait, this is a movie that just came out? Yeah, they remade it. Oh, cool. I think it's been made like four times. Yeah. And there was a 30 Rock episode that referenced it. It's a pretty darn good episode. Which one? The one where she gives up on life and becomes a spinster. Oh, yeah. And she gets a cat and names it Emily Dickinson. Oh, yeah. And they, yeah. See, um, I can concede that 30 Rock was one of those places, one of those things that you were really right about. Mm. Um, Because I didn't really care for it. Like, I thought some things were funny, but, uh, you know, whatever. And then I went back and rewatched it at your request. And it's, like, actually great. Yeah, that's really Jack funny. Donaghy is the best. He's I just want to be him in life. Uh-huh. Make it talk like this. Yes, and say cool things. Yeah. Like synergy and Or I could just uh I could just, you know, try and kind of cha- tweak it a little bit and become like a Don Draper, you know what I mean? Cigarettes. I don't know. I don't know if you could pull that off. No. Jimmy suits. I have a couple. Oh. I think uh, my good one, though, has a hole in the crotch in the pants because I was taking stairs too fast. That sounds about right. <laughs> sounds like th- something you say often. Yeah. I take the stairs too fast, man. So, wait, I'm sorry. What, what were you watching this morning? Oh, yeah, Murder on the Orient Express. Murder on the Orient Express. That was pretty good. And, but the reviews for it were terrible. Like, really? Yeah, I got a lot of bad reviews. Oh, damn. And I was like, why did this get bad reviews? I don't know. You ever watch a movie and know the reviews were bad, but still see the movie? Or do you ever let reviews affect the way you select what movie you watch? Oh, no. If I'm interested, I watch it anyways. All right. Yeah. Like uh, that movie, uh, Vanilla Sky. Terrible reviews. Right. I right. thought it was good. Right. Like it wasn't, it's not, you know, the best. But I think that's also because it, the premise of the movie was something that like I was just growing into. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So like, um, for instance... I didn't see – I saw um, Secret Window before I saw Fight Club. Secret Window is with Johnny, Johnny Depp, Depp. And he's yeah. a writer. And he's a writer. And then there's this guy who keeps coming to his house and saying that, you know, you plagiarized my story, whatever. And he starts going a little crazy and trying to figure out, like, no, I didn't, blah, blah, blah. And um, so spoiler alert, I guess, if anyone is listening that hasn't – whether this makes the cut or not <laughs> – um, <laughs> Way to go. Spoiler alert. Um, uh, turns out that guy who's harassing him is like an internal part of Johnny Depp who's angry about his wife cheating on him and then trying to get a divorce and whatever and all this stuff in life being taken from him. So it manifests as like a different person, but it turns out they're one of the same and he ends up uh, killing his ex-wife and the guy she was fucking around with. Right. So I saw that movie before I saw Fight Club. So to me, that that um, saving Silverman was that the first movie you mentioned? No. Okay, continue. <laughs> I'm I'm listening to what you're saying. No, I know, but you're also like trying to like figure. It out. It's, it's true. I'm trying to reverse engineer it too, but I don't know what I did. You know, something about a game or something. Anyways, um, that premise that like oh, it was him the whole time. You know what I mean? That uh-huh. was completely new to me. Like oh, it was him the whole time. You know whatever. And there are little clues along the way, like. That was new to me. So when I saw Fight Club, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that. Like, I figured it, the movie out, but the movies came out. Like, Secret Window came out long after Fight Club. Uh-huh. So people who had seen Fight Club and then watched Secret Window were like, oh, no, I know what's going on here. Right. Like, you know, you kind of get used to that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, had a, I had a semi-similar experience uh, watching Baby Driver. Oh, yeah. I saw it at the Alamo in Dallas, Texas, the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. And it's like a cool, you know, lazy chair. They bring you food theater. Yeah. And right before there was a, a Q and A 
video with the director. That's actually one of the original one of those theaters. Oh, cool. Yeah, before like Roadhouse was a thing. Oh, nice. But the director the whole time was like, oh, like what are your top five favorite car chases? What are your top five favorite soundtrack songs? What are your top five blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And he referenced uh, Tarantino a lot Yeah. in those lists. And it was really hard for me not to think of Tarantino while watching Baby Driver. Mm. I don't know if you've seen Baby Driver yet or not. No. But there's car chases. There's a cool soundtrack. It's a lot of cool characters with cool dialogue. Mm. And so, so you kind of like get the idea of what he's doing. Well, I don't know. I was, I was able to attempt to separate the two. Yeah. So I enjoyed the movie. I had a good time watching yeah. that movie. But I know a lot of people that hated that movie, like 100% hated it. But then I know people that loved it hardcore. So it's like a polarizing movie. Yeah, for sure. Um the idea to me was was cool, but I kind of just kept seeing that. Yeah, actually, that's what I could see. It's a mix of Drive and a Tarantino movie. Right, like, they're all gonna have like yeah, like you said, cool characters that have quippy like whatever, and the kid's really quirky. puts his headphones in and blah blah blah, and like I could see it like that. But then it's also like Drive and that he like doesn't talk and he just you know whatever. It's kind of similar. A little bit. Whoa! Do you hear that? You probably uh, didn't hear that. That no, was my, I, I that was my tummy. My yeah. tummy is coming up. Are you they hungry? Have, they have an opinion about yeah. this movie. I know that the kid in Drive, Baby Driver, has tinnitus, 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 tinnitus. So that's why he has headphones in all the time. Oh, to drown out the ringing. Why does he have to? From what? You have to watch the movie to find out. Okay, I have a very slight case of tinnitus. That makes sense. Like it only. <laughs> I only I only have it when you're around. Annoying. No, it's like whenever I go to a show or whenever anything happens, like, you know, everyone gets like ringing in their ears, but mine lasts for like a solid six days uh-huh. or so. So it's, I like, I never did it before. And that's probably why, like I would go to shows like uh, metal shows at the rock and stuff like that. And like, I would do that every weekend and I would never like wear ear pro or anything like that. But now every time I go to shows, I have to wear ear pro or else I'm like kind of fucked. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's yeah. I'm like an old man. No, you're not. But, you know, but I think my point that I was, I was trying to bring up was, you know, people have different experiences, like watching a movie, like experiencing something that somebody spent time creating. Yeah. And there's different audiences and different types of people that watch these movies. Okay. And I think we are all individual enough and unique, just like everyone else, to, you know, have your own individual experience. Right. Right. And not to listen to movie critics. Oh, right. That's what I we're just want to. I just want to bash movie critics for a minute. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. That said, um, uh, I, I, there is one movie review thing that I am very fond of, and it no longer exists, but you can still find their reviews online. What's that? It was um, these guys for what was called at the time Spill dot com, right? And this was like. Honestly, this was probably my first like couple exposures to podcasts okay. in general. So what they would do is it was like a collection of four guys, and they had like animated characters that were their personas. You know what I mean? So there was a, uh, except Corey. Corey was his real name, so it was Corey Coleman, um, and he used his real name. But then there was Leon, and I, I think his real name is like Martin or something like that. Every now and then they slip up and they use their real names when they're talking to each other. So you start to figure out who they actually are. Uh. Um, so there was Leon, uh, Corey, Carlisle, 
um, what was his name? He was a robot. The other one was a robot. The review bot 2000 or some shit like that. Um, co-host. No, co-host 2000. Or co-host, yeah. And then the other guy, who I don't remember, but he was the really funny white guy. Okay. Anyways, so they would review movies, and they would have like a 40-minute long review, but then they would condense it into the key points um, for like a five-minute thing, and then they would make a YouTube video of that with their animated characters talking to each other and like clips of the movie throughout and all that kind of stuff. And they were really, really good because generally you had it's a, it's it was a it was a very elegantly put together thing because you had a complete panel. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It wasn't like oh I'm uh, that guy was his name Roger Ebert. Uh, yeah. yeah, Roger Ebert, who's just like this single guy, and here's my opinion, and boom, then he drops like a, a, a well, score. he had a friend. Yeah, he had Siskel. Siskel, you remember Siskel and Ebert? I don't remember Siskel. It was two film critics arguing about movies every Saturday morning, I think. Mm. So that sounds fun. Yeah. Um, but anyways, but but the idea is that Siskel died. Ooh. And then they got a new guy. I don't remember his name. Was it Mr. Roper? No. But Ebert was there till the end. Ebert was there till the end. Yeah. Well, anyways, point being is that there was a panel of five people, so you got, like, a range of opinions, and that's what made it kind of worthwhile. Uh-huh. As opposed to, like, just the straight and narrow, like, here's my review, C-. minus. Well, I think it's also gotten, like, to, nowadays it's all it's a number on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Like, or, no, it's not even just a number, it's a tomato. Like, what kind of tomato is yeah, it? Yeah, certified fresh. Is it a fresh tomato? Is it a, a rotten tomato? Yeah. Is it a splat? Oh, a, a, a splat is like a total flop? I think so. Oh, damn. So, I don't know. Speaking of which, I mean, I haven't watched it yet, but the uh, the uh, notorious Conor McGregor movie came out, and apparently it got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, I don't care. Well, <laughs> hey, I could have made you watch that movie this week, but That's I chose Lagan. You're probably going to choose the next time we do a movie challenge. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, you should watch the Conor McGregor movie. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, that's definitely going to happen. Yeah. Heads up. Right. If you get an Irish flag tattoo, I will slap you. Fuck no. <laughs> Absolutely not. But, I don't know. Critics, man. Yeah. They're out there. They all got an opinion. Doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and have your own experience. Absolutely. And, I mean, I think that is a good but possibly clunky segue into uh intention versus execution uh yeah that's that's yeah that's not too shabby <laughs> that's you know just because um maybe the critics don't understand the intention and they're just scoring the execution well or, you know definitely <laughs> i was just trying to get it there i don't know <laughs> i was trying to get there like 10 minutes ago but oh really did i just keep on going was i stepping over i don't know here? i think i kept on going it was we're a team yeah. You, you know, know we you're, you're only as strong as your, as your closest teammate, right? Right. You're, you're only as weak as your weakest team member. And the thing is, we have to keep that audio because I have to be able to go back and remember, remember the other movie that I was talking about. It was... It was a soccer movie? No. No, you said Bend It Like Beckham, so now I think you're stuck on soccer. Right, so that's why I said... I think it's Shaolin Soccer. I think that was the first one you said. No. <laughs> God damn it. Whatever. Uh, so the other day on the Facebook, because we're doing this post-Vember thing. How's post-Vember going for you? Uh, it's going really well. It's um, 
it's allowing me to explore different ways of doing things or different ways of uh, posting and doing social media, like marketing or outreach, uh-huh. because there's a lot of methods like I never got into because immediately people picked up like when stories were an available thing or like even, you know, originally when I started um, on Instagram, the hashtagging wasn't a thing. I mean, it quickly was a thing. Right. But originally when I started, that wasn't even a thing. People didn't do that. Hmm. So there are whole new like methodologies and like things that you have to kind of um, adapt to. And so this, this month has so far, like not only has it gotten me a larger audience and connected with me with more people, um, but it's allowed me to kind of experiment with what draws in, you know, more engagement or what will garner me more followers or like how do I let people know about just like new information that's cropping up and who is this actually re- reaching and like who's actually watching my shit. I can see like who my audience is and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So it's allowing me to kind of do like very um, unofficial metrics things which is pretty nice Mm -hmm. um so i've been enjoying it it's been um challenging sometimes to like have um have content for each day sometimes i have to like "Mm," like it's a little thin right i mean but it's also um freed me up on something because i get so in my head that i um just think about like oh am i posing something that people actually care about and blah, 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 all this bullshit. The fact that I have to do it every single day um, has just, like, forced me to just, okay, no, I got to post something. Like, doesn't matter. Uh-huh. My nose was itching, so oh, okay. I, I was like signaling you I to you itch your own nose. I was like, what, what? Um, so, like, that's kind of removed that, like, um, that anxiety i guess to where i'm like oh my god everything has to be like cool or it has to send this sort of message it's like no i just like put stuff out there and i've realized that it's most of the time almost if not as successful as like the stuff that i really curate right i haven't had the same experience i've I've been slacking a little bit really well i've been working a lot and it's all stuff i can't really snapchat you know Mm -hmm. it's like all Mm -hmm. like you can't post this. You can't post that on the things that I'm working on. Do you sign uh, NDAs? I think I, I signed something. I don't know what I signed. <laughs> I signed something to get Perfect. paid. And I, there's like a release form. Mm-hmm. I didn't really read the release form. But I assumed because there was like a local newspaper that popped up. And they're like, no media, no media, no media. Yeah, yeah. So I can't really post anything till Right. After the episode airs. Well, yeah. So basically Chris is doing big things, filming stuff for TV. But but the the thing that I was figuring or I, I was going strong for like the first four or five days. Yeah, I felt pretty good. But then I had this weird like moment of like, am I trying to promote myself or am I trying to promote my business page or my Instagrams or my what am I promoting? What do I need to focus on? So yeah. I think the second half of the post member, I'm just going to do Elephant Scout film production yeah. stuff because I feel most comfortable talking about that on that page. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that was, uh, for me, it took me realizing that, like, they're all kind of uh, one and the same. Like, my business objectives and the stuff I do in my personal life are really kind of running parallel to each other. Mm-hmm. They're not they're not the same thing, but they run in parallel because essentially what I'm trying to promote is that in my 
business and in my, you know, professional life, I'm just looking for things that like even the smallest little tweaks to improve. So anything from like big picture ideas to small, you know, nitty gritty kind of stuff. I'm looking to just tweak those things just to make everything a little bit better in the purpose of like a larger objective. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what's demonstrated also in my personal life. Like it runs parallel. Like I, um, am always, that's, that's my entire thing. It's like every little way that I make my, you know, personal life a little bit better. I like look for those little tweaks. I'm, I'm looking to like growth hack quote unquote, my, my own existence, so to speak. Cool. <laughs> cool, bro. So, so for me, I discovered that those are like parallel. So one kind of enforces the other. They go hand in hand, mm-hmm. which is true for you as well. I think. I don't know. I still feel like I'm trying to keep things separated, but I shouldn't. And I don't know. I'm still internally. I still have struggles with this. Yeah. It's like, who am I? Who am I? I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. I turned 26 and had a really like I didn't believe in like quote unquote quarter life crises. Crises. And yeah. then he called me crying. I, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, like, like even going back to 10 West, I feel like people took you more seriously because you had a cool title and it was like a legit cool title. You're a business oh, yeah. optimization specialist. Yeah. As soon as I said, I'm a freelance video guy, it's like, which is what I am right now. Yeah. Like what I want to be is this. And so it what like, like Tyler never said hi to me. Tyler from Tyler's coffee. Yeah. Yeah, well, he was, uh, I don't know what he was even there for. But either way, like, you know, it was like a, I got like a, turned his nose up at me. Yeah, yeah, a so, very kind of terse response. So I don't know, I guess I'm going through a, a very slow-burning self-identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a slow burn. <laughs> I feel like every week one of us is having a crisis that we're dealing with at the moment. But I mean, I, I, I feel fine. I don't feel like it's destroying my life, but... oh. At some point, I gotta, good. I gotta figure this out. Yeah, no, definitely. We'll make it. We'll make it part of uh, New Year, New You. Whenever we do that. Yeah. Well, I think that should be our because this will be episode nine, correct? I think we're on eleven. What? Yeah, we're pretty up there, dude. Oh shit! I was gonna say that was gonna be episode ten, but we've already eclipsed ten. Well, this is yeah, this is episode eleven. Fuck. Okay. Let, let me double check. No, it's okay. Anyways, um, yeah. Well, that also that experience told me that like. I keep getting... Oh, this is 10, you're right. This is 10? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, um, I keep thinking that, uh, that like, I have to prove a whole lot of stuff in order to be taken seriously. It turns out when I just, like, said... Because I, I worked on my little pitch, my little spiel, right? Mm-hmm. When I said my title that I gave myself, and then I was talking about... Um, you know, like a, a little 30 second spiel of what I do, people responded to that. And I was like, oh, I don't need to be so defensive about like who the fuck I am or anything like right. that. People will buy into it. Well, I feel like you, you already have all the proof you need yeah. by your previous employer. Right. As soon as you drop that name, everyone's like, oh, this guy's Ooh. legit. Oh. Yeah. But I feel like on my side, yeah, I've made a movie, but has anybody ever seen it? Has anybody ever heard of it? Yeah, that's hard to do as a So as a I feel like I, I have to be the one to prove myself. But you have already done it. But you're caught up in this whole, I haven't proven myself yet. <laughs> Hop off that train, dude. Yeah, I know. You're fine. <laughs> I, know, I know. So I feel like on my side, to help me figure out my self-identity, I need to 
I need to, I guess, prove who I am on the inside, on the outside world. Because mm-hmm. I feel like all the previous projects that I've done, they've all been not 100% what I want. They've always been enough just to get it done and have everyone have a good time while helping me create these things. But not anymore. Not on this next project. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, this actually is what got me there when you were talking about Murder on the Orient Express. For their premiere, they had everyone, they had like a dress code that everyone came in like old timey clothing, and um, and uh, they had like an event kind of thing. And I was like, oh yeah, this is like it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, that would be really fucking cool in Tucson, where we don't really get that kind of thing. Like, well, that's what we're gonna do. Exactly. You get that thing in L.A. and for fancy premieres that you're not invited to unless you're, you know, sleeping with the whoever, uh-huh. the Harvey Weinstein's of the world. Um, but but we don't get that kind of stuff here in Tucson. So I think you're on the right track with that so, project. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. But I don't I don't know. I think well, I know. Last week we talked about your fears. Yeah. I think my fear is not fear. It's it's just self doubt. And it's like overcoming that and just feeling comfortable putting stuff out there. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I have to deal with. Yeah. And I mean, that's why post Vember was really working out for me because it made me realize that like, oh, I don't have to really worry about that kind of thing. I think we just need to get you to a point where you're not so worried about that, which is strange that you do feel that way because you always get such a great response every time you put something out in general. I remember even just you posting about our post-vember challenge. Uh-huh. Like, what the fuck? Right, that was... Like, you've got engagement off of nothing. <laughs> right. I don't know. Well, I think for me, I, I appreciate my network of close people that I know mm-hmm. and people around town that I know, but I like... I want more. I want it to be bigger. Yeah. Bigger and better. Yeah. But do I really need that? No, I don't need that. But I kinda do. I need I need a thousand true fans. We gotta yeah. find this blog post. Well, but what we what we also found out is that you already have some built in hardcore fans. Right. So so you have like a good working base. It's not like you're starting from scratch. You've got a great working base of like real true fans who will buy your shit. Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start. Right. It's not it's not as high of a number as, you know, we're going to need. But it's a good start. It's a good start. So, I guess that's my positive outcome of post-vember so far. Yeah. Is knowing I have at least 20 fans. Yeah. Which is a good start. Yeah. And um so that that also has been part of my post-vember and like last week's challenge what you challenged me to was uh that I had to post my blog. How did that go? It went um, well. It was hard for me to do. So where can we find it? Um, so the moniker I used, and I'm going to change it to my real name just at the moment. I posted it under a, uh, under a uh, uh, what do they call it? A pseudonym? A pseudonym? Yeah. A surname? Y- yeah. I posted it under uh, a different name. You're ghostwriting for yourself? Kind of. That's actually kind of what I'm doing. Just because it allowed me to, this sounds like really hippie-ish and something you would hear somewhere in Orange County, but it allowed me to write about something about my life without actually writing it as if I were myself. Uh-huh. Do, you, do you know what I mean? Right. You're able to take yourself out of the situation. Right. And pretend to be someone that you aren't and write about you, your favorite subject. Right. So what I did was, um, so my my dad reads you know, three or four different kinds of newspapers every day. 
Okay. Um, he always reads the New York Times. He reads some Indian newspaper. Um, and then he reads he reads like Breitbart, but he only does that because he's he doesn't know what trolling is. But basically, my dad's an internet troll. Oh, okay. like he he doesn't know the concept, so he's completely removed from that. But he goes on Breitbart and like comments on all these like super right wing crazy shit. Really? Yeah. And what he and he does this on New York Times also. What he who he posts as is Sam Malone from Tucson. Ah. So Sam Malone, you know, the the bartender in Cheers played by Ted Danson. Right. So I posted as son of Sam Malone. Ooh. So get it? There's like some... On the car right over here, I guess Sam is your yeah, alias. Yeah, I, I don't know how you did that because I don't think I said because I've been watching Cheers a lot lately. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess it just all lined up. It was just a coincidence because when you said uh, you posted as Sam, I was like, what? How the fuck did you get there? Like, that's, that's crazy to me that you... Because I'm you, clairvoyant. Yeah, clearly. So, um, so for right now, I've got it posted under Son of Sam Malone, but I'm going to change it to my real name. I just, I wanted to, much like how we did this podcast, we had recorded a bit before we actually published the first one. I think maybe five yeah. times. Yeah. yeah, but we scrapped some of those. All of them. All of them? Yes. Oh, so we only, so we posted the first one we recorded, really? No, it didn't. No, but like... The first one we posted, the first one we actually posted uh-huh. was, was like, we, six. we didn't have a back, we didn't have any backstory. Back no, long. not at all. Yeah. So it was just, it was our first episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, but the idea was that we would already have some waiting for us so that we could just like post them out. So that's kind of what I was doing as well. Like I, I posted the blog, but I also don't want to, I'm going to change it to my own name and then I'm going to do a social media push with it once I have three posts. I don't know why three is my number, but it is. Okay, okay. Just so that I have, like, actual content for people to, like, oh, if you like this one, then they can read the next one. And then it kind of has, like, a running kind of dialogue. Mm -hmm. As opposed to just, like, oh, here's my one shot in the dark. And, like, who knows when I'm going to post again. I want to make it like a... I say don't do it, man. I mean, we tried to do it with this podcast, but... I think we ended up... Well, I think what happened was we recorded a lot, and then we never... I never edited them. Yeah. So then I was like... uh, Let's just start from scratch. That one day we started because we did an hour. We tried an hour right. and we couldn't do it. So then we said, let's do half an hour. Then we did half an hour four or five times. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, this is too not long enough. Mm-hmm. Then we argued about Wonder Woman for <laughs> 45 minutes. And we're like, oh, let's just go back to an hour. Yeah. And then the first one we did after that was our first episode. Well, um, that – that right there is, uh, I guess, what we could call when our intention and execution align. You're, you're bringing it back. I think we have to save that for another day. Do we? I think so. Yeah. Um, well, but I think what we've learned through this experience is just that, you know, kind of when we free flow a little bit, like you can't entirely free flow. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. we, we do have a good concept of like, now we have a firm concept of what we're actually doing with this. Right. The first time we recorded, or the second time we recorded, we were kind of like uh, on different pages about know. what we were exactly, actually trying yeah. to do. Now we're actually on the same page of what we're doing. And, um, and that allows it to kind of have this organic component where, where things are just, you know, <laughs> if, if that means anything to you. Uh, whistles? <laughs> Was that Morse code? Yeah. Um, no, I don't know. Uh, short, long, short, long. What's that in Morse code? I don't know. Actually, I, I don't know shit about I was never in the Boy Scouts or anything, as you can probably imagine. I believe that. Yeah. I believe that. I'm not very handy. So, yeah, I say just 
Well, we're going to post it in the show notes. We're going to tell our millions of followers. God damn it. No, we're okay. not going to tell our millions of followers. We'll tell our one follower. Okay, here's what I'll do. Or our one follower. Here's what I'll do. Um, so we record these episodes in advance, obviously, and then we post them on a certain day of the week. Monday. Monday. Because consistency creates what? Consistency equals craveability. There you go. Yeah. People who know that they can expect something at a certain time or always expect the same product or yada yada are going to be able to always, like, if they really, oh, yeah, that's what I want. Oh, yeah, this is part of my Monday. Part of my Monday is listening to the new episode of Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. Right. That's what we want to do. Which, by the way, I found that a couple, like, this was also really validating to me, I guess, in the same way that, you know, I think Postvember should have been validating to you so far. Uh-huh. I found it's not a lot, but I do have some core fans. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, I've got some people, like, I didn't even realize, but there's this um, this dude, Isaac, who's um, eventually, I think he'd be a good guest on this podcast. Um, uh, but it turns out he's listened to every single episode. Really? I was like, fuck, awesome. Shout out to Isaac. Yeah, shout out to Isaac. I think he's starting his own podcast as well. Um, something to do with being a cop, or maybe not. Oh, I'm, interesting. I'm not sure. Um well, Isaac, come on down. Be on their next episode. Yeah, man. We'll um, talk about starting your podcast. Yeah, exactly. And and when I figure out, maybe we'll leave a link to his podcast in our show notes because I don't I don't know I forget what it is. Okay. Yeah. In fact, now I'm, I'm like all of a sudden feeling bad that I haven't listened to any of those episodes. I need to get on that. And he's listened to every single one. I of know. Ours. I'm such a dirtbag. Yeah, you are. You're a teenage dirtbag. It's a song. Is that? Uh, I don't remember who sang it, but he had two tickets to Iron Maiden. What? Uh, uh, Saint Elmo's Fire. No. Um, I was thinking this was some forty-one for some reason. I don't think it's some forty-one. Are you gonna Google it? Uh, I wasn't. Now I might though. <laughs> This is going to be the weirdest episode we've ever done, I think. This is a very bizarre episode so far. Yeah. Well, we have like 15 minutes left. Yeah. Um, should we talk about, okay, so we talked about my, uh, my dare. Oh, yeah, my dare. Yeah, we talked, about, we talked about my blog post, which officially, as this episode releases on Monday, I'll, I'll drop it for you all. And I guess I'll, at that point, I might as well change it to my real name, right? Or do you think I should keep Son of Sam alone? No, don't do that. Don't do that. No. Use your real name. Your real name's Googleable. Googleable. Yeah, I have, I have pretty great SEO. Well, so would Son of Sam Malone. No, I don't think so. Really? Son of Sam one is a serial killer. Right. I know. That's why I thought it was clever. It's not because it has dual references in it that are completely different. I don't know. Google Sam Son of Sam Malone right now. Okay, I will see what happens. It's yeah. You're probably right. It's not going to be as good. But, uh, but my dare was to come up with a pitch for a Murder Mystery Night. And I feel like after Murder Mystery Night, like all my self-doubt will be gone. Because mm-hmm. I feel like all the steps we're going to take to make that happen are going to be what I need to justify myself. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, see, there's, there's nothing about Son of Sam Malone. There's a lot of stuff that comes up about Sam Malone or... Son yeah, of Sam. it's all just about the... Or Son of Sam. But not Son of Sam Malone. That that SEO would be just as good as my... But you just typed in Son of Sam Malone? Correct. Did, and nothing else popped up? 
well, except Sam Malone stuff and Son of Sam, Sam stuff. Right. Uh, Google your name. What pops up? Me. Why would you want people to Google Son of Sam Malone and then oh. get lost reading about Son of Sam and Sam yeah, Malone? I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Um, also, Sam Malone was kind of pervy. Yeah. Like super pervy. On he was that kind show. of a scumbag. Yeah. And like with all this uh, like sexual harassment stuff coming up, it was like, yeah, the 80s, man. Yeah, that was, um, I think, uh, some anim- animated TV show. I think it might have been The Simpsons, but it might have been something else. Did like a really, it was The Simpsons. That's what it was. Did like a pretty good parody of Cheers, like like Homer's watching Cheers or something like that. Okay. Um, and uh, it's like, it's like Sam's like just there and he's like, all right, Carla, I'll take your bet. I bet that I can go on a date with these two separate twins and still get back back here in time to bag, you know, so and so. Right, right. Whatever. It's like, wow, yeah, that was kind of what he was doing constantly, constantly, like nonstop. <laughs> he, it, he had a book at the bar of all of his lays that he had. Oh yeah, and whatever was happening with him and Diane. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Sam and Diane thing, which was the original Ross and Rachel. Right, and then when Rebecca showed up. That was even worse, I thought. Yeah, I don't really like uh, Rebecca's character. No. And I would like to think that I'm a Sam Malone, but I'm probably more of like a Cliff Clavin. I believe that. <laughs> I was going to say Norm, but... Norm? Yeah. Well, Norm's just or, an alcoholic. Or just Frasier. You're Frasier. Oh, yeah. I still haven't completed Frasier. I started and I got... Don't, you'll cry. Really? No, I'm kidding. I don't know. I don't remember the ending of Frasier. Doesn't he move to Chicago? He moves to Chicago with that lady. The I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. I think one of my one of my favorite episodes of um, one of my favorite episodes of Frasier was uh, this one where Woody comes to town. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. And the first night they have a great fucking time because they're just drinking and talking about the good old days of cheers. And then the second day um, Frazier doesn't have a good time because he's like, my God, like we didn't talk about anything but the same stuff that we did previously. Back in the day, yeah. Whatever. And so he's just like dreading all his stuff that he's doing with Woody because he's just getting so tired of it. Um, and then it turns out and then Woody says, oh, well, I got to go home early. Sorry, like whatever. But it turns out Woody was lying. He also, Frazier thought that only he was bored of this, of this, you know, whatever. but it turns out Woody was bored too and he uh-huh. didn't want to hurt Frazier's feelings. And it just shows that like, you know, our time, like, we just don't relate to each other anymore. And it's like, that's just kind of the sad truth of, like, life, that, that you know, you can have great things, but eventually you pass those by, and sometimes some things you can hang on to, but some things, like, they just expire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to let things go. <laughs> and that's my favorite episode of Frasier. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I can't even think of my favorite episode of Frasier because no. I think they're all the same. Yeah. Talking about Beaujolais and right. whatever. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm thinking of Frasier episodes, and I don't. I need to stop. I really like when, uh, when Frasier just, like, ramps up to 11, like when he's finally sick of everything and he just, like, yells at people. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. So, um, oh, yeah, my dear, I was supposed to pitch us murder mystery night. Yeah. So I guess I, I kind of thought about it, but I didn't really flesh one out a hundred percent. So 
I don't even know where to begin. Like the purpose of this pitch, am I pitching it to investors? Am I pitching it to uh, people that attend the event? Well, I think there's two different ideas of what we're what we're trying to pitch, right? And you kind of hit the nail on the head. There's one where we have to pitch less about the like, oh, what the idea is behind like our creative work and what I'm trying to do here and why I'm interested in murder mysteries and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's a different thing. What you're doing with this is like showing the objectives of what you're trying to do for the community or how this will serve whatever and how this is a novel idea or a novel take on stuff that other people are doing but we're doing it better and blah, blah, blah. That's the one for the investors. The one that we need to do basically for our audience, and we're going to do it in different media pushes to try and get people to come, is why this will be fun, why I'm – like, and, and also your, your overarching um, – what your story is. Right. Uh-huh. Remember at 10 West when we were talking with that PR lady or we weren't talking, she was talking, we were listening. Yes, but we were. <laughs> but there was that PR lady and she was talking about how what she does for her clients, like the tamale factory or whatever. It's like she finds the story of like, oh, why they're expanding, not just like, oh, hey, the tamale company has expanded and you can find it here. Right. You know, whatever. She's not just pushing out the details. She's explaining why everything's happening and why you should be interested. The same thing would be true for your pitch. And that's the one that we put out there for the audiences. The one that like, oh, you know, my both my mom and my grandma are really into uh, murder mystery stories and whatever. And that was a framework that, you know, blah, 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 got me interested in these kind of films. And I uh-huh. wanted to create this kind of event because they do this in L.A., but they don't do this in Tucson. Why not bring, like, a very cinematic and, like, experiential touch to, you know, our local film community? Film. Yeah, exactly. All right. There you go. Boom. I just wrote your you just did it. I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> that, that, was a, that was a summary. That was a brief outline. If we uh, transcribe, transcribe any episode, it's going to be this one. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of weird. <laughs> yeah. Like, and we can put it, we can timestamp each of them. So, he, like, you know, okay, I want to cut through all that bullshit they were talking earlier. About Frasier? What? Yeah. Or that one uh, movie? What's that one movie that guy said? Yeah, what's, okay, I need to go back and figure out what that movie was that he said. Oh, his favorite Frasier episode? Don't care. Skip it. <laughs> On to the next one. Man. So, for an, the audience, I would want to pitch a night of uh, mystery and murder an interactive night of mystery and murder yeah, to uh, come out and enjoy a beverage and enjoy some mystery films produced locally yeah, by a local talent and local crew yeah, and make it sort of like a, you know, local first experience. Yeah. Well, I mean, Tucson's really on the come up, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. we, when I was in high school, um, four years ago, fuck off. When I was in high school, a solid, well, not 10 years ago. Don't put numbers to it because then you're making me think of the numbers I need to okay, put to yeah, mind. No, you know what, let's not, not do that. We're not going to worry about the numbers. But when I was in high school, we didn't really have like a downtown at all. Right. You know what I mean? I think the most happening places were still like, you know, Congress existed, but it was either that or the grill or people like went to Zen Rock, which. No, no, no. Zen Rock was something else before it was Zen Rock. Was it really? Yeah. It was, I think Zen Rock was Heart 5. Heart 5? Yeah. And that was like a rave club. Oh, my God. And there was another club. There was Vaudeville for a minute. There was that dive bar. Forgot the name of the dive bar. There's, okay, so. The District. Oh, yeah, the District. Thank you. Yeah. Um, the District was still around 
for a while, like that one I actually got to enjoy going to. Uh-huh. That one was fun. Right. Um, there's Okay, so sidetracking off of whatever the fuck I was talking about. Um, when you walk down Congress, you pass this like kind of painted on mural for a place that's been barred up as far as I've ever seen it. That's called Voodoo Jacks. Yeah, that bar never opened. It never opened. Okay, because I was wondering, I was like, I was like, is this something that was already closed down before I like was twenty one? That was vaudeville before. Okay, okay, that was vaudeville. Uh-huh. Um, the concept seems like I really like the name. I can't believe it didn't. Know, like, I would really want to make like a tiki bar and throw it in there. Yeah, because that's becoming a cool thing. Like, um, I'm going to Phoenix this weekend, uh, and. While I'm up there, I'm going to go to this bar that I really like going to. It's called Undertow. Uh-huh. And it's like... Is it in an old airplane? No. It's uh, So there's this like coffee shop that used to be an auto garage, right? So there are the big like lift doors and all that kind of stuff. And okay. Coffee shop. But you walk downstairs and there's this really tiny... Like sometimes you have to make reservations. There's this really tiny bar that is like the best thing I could compare it to is like something you would see at Disneyland. Where there's like intense attention to detail. Okay. It's like you feel like you're in the hull of a ship. And the whole time there's, it's not like music, but there's this like creaking, like swaying kind of noise. And they have, they, they built these like portholes that um, have TV screens in them that just show like, oh yeah, like you're on this island. Or like sometimes you're in a storming sea or something like that. And it's really fun to get drunk in there. That sounds amazing. They have these scorpion bowls that you're supposed to drink with like four people, but... Tori and I just drink them, like, about three of them to ourselves. Oh, how romantic. Yeah. What am I talking... What was I talking about? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, yeah, Voodoo Jacks. Um, oh, yeah, we didn't have a downtown. So, like, Tucson's really on the come up. Right, and I feel like a lot of people in Tucson are definitely pro-Tucson things. Yeah, oh, for sure. Like, I, we've got a pretty um, pretty intense, uh, like, locals sort of community. Right, locals only, all that other fun stuff. People will drink... Beers from breweries that are not good. But they're from Tucson. they're from Tucson. Yeah. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, but you also just drink the can of the day at Hermanos just because it's two fifty, and sometimes it's really bad. Well, I guess I guess I have taste. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, Tucson's really on the come up, so I think like doing something that's for the next phase of Tucson will be will be the way to like kind of get yourself at the forefront. You know what I mean? That'll be what distinguishes you from right. the other filmmakers here in Tucson or will make you like the forefront creative is you're not doing something for today, Tucson. You're doing something for tomorrow, Tucson. Tomorrow, Tucson. Yeah. Oh, man. I like that. Hashtag tomorrow, Tucson. Hashtag dope. Hashtag dope. Hashtag. Whatever. No, that's that's a well, that's another thing that we learned at the 10 West thing was uh, I'm not pitching a product. I'm pitching how I'm going to change the world. Yeah. And so I feel like that's definitely a good point that I need to put in this pitch at least for investors yeah exactly like that would be your investment pitch right there is you're talking about um how this would serve the community because i do want this to be a fundraiser yeah and i did find a nonprofit where they they attempt to keep art in schools which i think is important i I agree so i feel like it's, it's a nice way to round out the whole purpose of the event yeah absolutely i mean i think that's a noble cause i mean for the most part even just because um I was very rigid with my academics growing up, and mm-hmm. that's why, like, learning how to, like, have, quote-unquote, like, you know, I'm going to use some buzzwords here, but have, like, out-of-the-box thinking 
and you know being able to or, or lateral thinking or like being able to do stuff you know in different ways to achieve a result than just doing it the one way you know what i mean because mm-hmm. that's that's more mathematic and scientific that's the only thing i understood and so that's that's part of why i think that i was um not the best candidate for a lot of things for a long time is because yeah i'm really good with you know, number, science, et cetera. And I could just drive towards that. But if you're not able to abstract what you read in a textbook into larger concepts and being able to chunk information and all that kind of stuff, then, you know, that's kind of valueless. Or, or even translate it to right. someone that hasn't doesn't have a science degree. Exactly, exactly. So that's kind of the thing that, like, then learning that I actually was sort of a creative in different ways allowed me to kind of think about different ways that I can execute things. And, like, understanding how to pitch differently, for instance, is something we're talking about right now. Right. That has led me to greater success in what I'm trying to do now than if I hadn't. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's given me definitely a whole lot more opportunity. So, yeah. So, I don't know. I feel like we have a solid base for coming up with the pitch. Yeah. I think so, too, actually. This was – I think we've got an outline. We throw in, in terms of the investors, we want to talk about, you know, some things I'll bring to the table. I'll, well, I'll, I'll get you some numbers on, like, a total addressable market and that sort of thing. Yada, yada, yada. All the weird yeah, science buzzword, stuff. Buzzword, buzzword. And right. then if you throw the Chris Scott finishing touch on there where, you know, it's about filmmaking as an art and, you know, how we're going to serve the Tucson community and blah, 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 you throw that spin on it, boom, good. I think that's golden. Me too. And then for the audience one, you know, we'll retool and that sort of thing. Right. Yeah, I feel good about that. Good. Me too. So what are you, you going to dare me for next week? you got to watch Lagan. Are those the dares? We're not going to do like... Well, okay. Should we... I feel like I might because you're, you're in a very busy part of your career right now. Well, it's just a busy time of the year. Right. So I don't want to overload you with a whole bunch of other stuff. So that's why Lagan just seemed like an easy choice because a I uh, I uh, just want you to watch that movie. Okay. But then b um, I uh, I it kind of fits in. Sorry, I got distracted. Um, it fits in with kind of the idea of you know right now you're slamming out projects that I think will take precedence over other stuff. Right. You know? <clears throat> Yeah, I do need to finish up some stuff, but I feel like after Saturday, today is Thursday. Thursday. After Saturday, I'll be free and clear. But then Thanksgiving happens, and then it's a new year. Yeah. Do you realize we only have eight more weeks I know. this year? I know. How fucked up is that? It's crazy. I think we should dedicate December to New Year, New You. Okay, like the entire like, the entire month of December. Yeah, you know what? Um, some, so... I guess since we're kind of doing this, like this kind of seems like our, our kind of uh, we're, we're getting there, you know what I mean? Like we're Mm -hmm. kind of reviewing a lot of our projects that we've done. Um, I think this podcast in a weird way has demonstrated your thinking process and has really enforced how I do things now. Uh Oh yeah. (laughs) No, um, because I always see you do it. I make lists all the time now and making lists has actually made me do stuff. And so has you daring me. Like, I actually wrote a blog post that I kept. I didn't junk it. Delete it, right. You know, or um, I really started pushing myself in other avenues. Um, Specifically, I have um, 
stopped worrying so much about doing stuff in a cash way because I can always make money. Like that mm-hmm. actually has never really been a big problem for me. And so now I'm finally kind of taking the leap in a, in a different way. And that has caused other opportunities to open up for me. Um, like I've got one I can't talk about right now because it's not fully done, but basically right. I might've just picked up a pretty major client. So, but that's only because I had the boldness to be like, you know what? I want to stop doing this other bullshit job for money and I want to just like, fuck it. I'm just going to go. Right. And so that's kind of how these things have helped me. So I think if we do December like that, like if we really start to talk about, you know, each week in December today, tomorrow, this week, this month, and this year, I think that'll drive shit forward. Right. I don't know. For, me, for me, at least. I, I feel like um, in January, I always have like a mini breakdown. Like, <laughs> oh my God, what this last year was, uh, it was rough. I know. Like, you, uh, then, you did this last year too. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, what's going to happen this year? What am I going to But I feel like if I game plan out the year in December, I won't have, I won't have that issue in January. I'd like to have that be an experiment this year. Yeah, I'd also like to... I'd like to do a high five, low five. Okay. But, but not of like our, our, uh, like things we liked or something like that. I mean, like we do my high five for the past year for, Uh for 20, what year is it? 2017? 17. Yeah. My high five for the, for 2017, which I can already think of some outstanding things that Mm -hmm. whatever. And then my low five strictly because it's important. Like we intrinsically learn from the experiences that we've had. So it's important to kind of figure out why things were negative or what could have been done better or if there are just things we should avoid in the future. Um, so I think for one of our episodes in there, we should do a high five, low five review of the year. Okay. Maybe maybe, uh, maybe that'll, that'll be our last episode for 2017. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that'll definitely set us up for the new year. Yeah. All right, man. Well, this was a weird talk. This was a weird talk, but... Um, I, I think we're still going to post it? <laughs> yeah, I think... You know what? Isaac, tell us what you think. <laughs> yeah, Isaac, just... <laughs> tell us if you made it this far in yeah, the episode. And why. <laughs> why, really? And, uh, yeah, I guess I guess it's time to go. Yeah, um, I think, I think you know, this was kind of a looser chat, and uh, but that also has some value to it as well. Uh, we wanted to talk about intention and execution, but we didn't have any intention to talk about that. So our execution was poor. Exactly. Our execution ended up, this was a lesson in intention. Intention and execution. execution. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had, a, so, so a lot of the things I was talking about actually did link me into like what, because it was explaining why my, like for instance, my high five, low five for the year. Um, a lot of it is that I did stuff previously with no intention. Uh-huh. And so that was basically where I was getting with this. But, uh, you know, I had some other things on my mind. Well, we'll talk about that next week. Yeah, absolutely. How about we do that next week and then we also do your high five, low five thing? Oh, you want to do that next week? Yeah, because then it'll help us set up. Oh, okay. New year, new you. Yeah, okay. December chats. Yeah, and more challenges. Your challenge this week is to watch Lagan. And your challenge is to watch Delta Force. Oh, right. Okay, All cool. Right. Thank you for listening to Creativize, Strategize, and Synergize. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe, share, and leave a rating. We'd really appreciate it. You can find Chris on social media using the handle at Elephant Scout. 
You can find me with at Atish And finally, you can follow the podcast on Twitter with at CSS Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at podcast at cscottcreate.com. Thank you so much.